Hi, I'm Tom. Today we've got Benedict Cook. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? So, um, what's your first impressions of Kiel? It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, we've come on the right day. It's like, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a brisk morning, but it's really beautiful. It's very nice this morning. So, my um, first question for you. So, you moved from your home in Hertfordshire to London at the age of 18, which is, of course, quite a big move. Do you think in the internet age that music artists have to, like, move away to make it as an artist or is it a lot easier with like streaming and independent artists becoming more prevalent interesting um i'd say no i say i wanted to just because london's like a really exciting place for me um but i mean i don't want to sound old but like when it whenever it was six years ago there wasn't spotify really and um so you couldn't just like make a song in your bedroom and upload it you could you had to kind of be on the scene so um no i think now maybe i could just stay at home in the countryside and just do my thing but at the time I was like I wanted to move to London and kind of get involved with all the excitement yeah, fair enough. Um, so in your in obviously after you moved to London you did a lot of moving about sort of from band to band lots of different things going on before find before finally settling down becoming a solo artist when you moved to Stockholm of course um, do you look back fondly on this point in your career and did it like teach you many lessons about the music industry and how to deal with it as a whole? Definitely, yeah. I think being in a band teaches you a lot, especially because you're you're one of like a group and you're kind of representing the group. So I loved like having that kind of uh, dynamic where you have to kind of make everyone happy. Um, but at the same time, being a solo artist, I think you get a bit more control and you're able to kind of say what you want and do what you want. And um, I don't know, I'm glad I did it to know that bands aren't for me, um, but I love the process and I wouldn't change it. Fair enough. Um, so your first solo project is live recordings, which I thought was a bit unorthodox because most artists sort of do your typical studio recording. Uh, what made you decide to take this approach? Uh, I think because I love playing live. And at the moment when I go out and do shows, sometimes it's just me and the piano. And I, I wanted the first records to be really raw and like natural and kind of untouched. So yeah, with the first five are just completely live, one take um, performances. And then it means that like growing from that, you can, the next song that we release in a, in a month or two will be like a bit like a bit more production, but it won't, it doesn't have to go straight into like full on like pop production or anything. You can kind of build it naturally and organically. I yeah, think that's nice. That's fair enough, I respect that. So, the, the project in particular, Piano Tapes, which is out now if you want to listen to it, uh, uh, was praised by it, the man himself, Elson John. Does support from such legends in the music industry mean a lot to you? Yeah, I don't know who it wouldn't mean a lot to. I think it's, yeah, especially because it was so unexpected. Um, I don't know, I think a situation like that kind of makes everything worthwhile. Um, so, yeah, it was very, very much appreciated. Do you think maybe you two could make a song or an album together one day imagine imagine maybe never say never that'd be amazing so the ep's main themes are sort of a lot of talk about heartbreak and moving on which i think is from personal experience as i did my research um is this the central focus for your music or can we expect a more jolly and upbeat tone for your future music do you know what's funny is like i find it much easier to write sad songs but at the moment i'm quite happy so um yeah, it's finding a balance between... So when I wrote those songs last year or over the last sort of year and a half, um, yeah, I'd, I'd just been through like my first breakup. So it was pretty sad. But at the same time, I wanted to write some kind of hopeful songs as well. So there's some songs from that time which aren't actually as sad. They've got a bit more of like a beat to them and you can kind of 
I don't know, there's a bit more energy to it. And I think those will be released like in the next little while so that you can start getting a flavour of like different sounds. It's not all kind of just piano ballads and slow and sad. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so you've performed with quite, you've supported quite a few big artists already, like Mo, I think, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Anna Luna George. Um, but if there's one artist, past or present, who you could share a stage with, who would it be and where would it be? Well, you said an obvious one, Elton John. That would be amazing. But I think, oh, someone like Amy Winehouse or like Whitney Houston. I don't know. Someone who's one of those like classic, classic voices um, would just be nuts. I think it'd be, yeah, it'd be amazing. And finally, this is the random question, but also the biggest question. Are you a Chinese curry person or are you an Indian curry person? Is it really bad to say I'm not a curry person? Seriously. I, lo I, I love Asian food, but for some reason, curry just doesn't do it for me. I'm not big into spice. I'll take like a masala. Yeah. Okay, I'll go for Indian curry. Bit controversial there, but you know, we've all got our own taste. <laughs> Who knows? Um, anyway, thank, thank you for the interview today and see you later. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me.